listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene, online at bethanynaz.org. That is an impressive class of graduates, and they will all be in our second service with their families this morning, and we'll get to celebrate with them. Um, And so when you leave today, you can see them all. They'll be in the atrium, and they have tables set up with pictures, and you can walk around and give them a hug and tell them how proud you are of them. So since uh, my wife Annette is not in the service today, why don't we talk about her a little bit? (laughs) Annette and I, um, we're, we're not great gift givers. We did a test years ago about love languages, and for neither of us, gift giving was part of our love language. We were more into acts of service and touch and those kinds of things, but we're just not great at expressing our love with gifts, neither of us, and so that works out great. Um, And so like when we have anniversaries or birthdays or Valentine's Days, we give each other money. In fact, just on Mother's Day last week, I said to Annette on Saturday, hey, tomorrow's Mother's Day, you want me to try to get something? She goes, no. Just give me some money. I'll go get my own Mother's Day gift. And, and I feel the same way. I don't want to have to wear something weird just because my wife bought it for me. You know what I mean? And so it works out good that way. But we have friends who make fun of us and say, you have money already. Why don't you just give each other a gift? Well, it, it, it works for us, you know. Uh, but there are some people who have the gift of giving. You know people like that. It just comes natural. My daughter Britt is the most awesome gift giver I have ever known. I mean... She has the gift. I I mean the gift of gift giving, but she has a gift usually too when you see her. She's just a great gift giver. Do you know who else is a great gift giver? Let me just take you to the book of James, okay? Whatever is good. So whatever is good in your life is a gift coming down to us from God our Father. So whatever is good in your life, did you get a warm shower this morning? Because the people around you are hoping you got a warm shower this morning. Well, that is a gift, and it's from God. Did you drive here in a car? That's a gift. It's from God. Do you have people in your life who love you? Well, that's good. That's a gift from God. Are you eating some good food? That's good. That's a gift from God. Have you experienced forgiveness of your sins? That's good. That's a gift from God. Every good thing. Whatever is good, it's a gift from God coming down to us from God our Father. I mean, I love this stuff. And and on this Pentecost Sunday, here we are celebrating something very powerful in all of our lives. What did Jesus say to His disciples? Don't leave Jerusalem. You guys should hang around right here. Don't walk away because you're going to receive a gift that my Father has promised you. The gift of the Holy Spirit. And every day we have the presence of God walking with us, speaking to us, reminding us of what Jesus taught us, loving us, guiding us, caring for us. Because whatever is good in your life, it's a gift coming down to us from God our Father. God is an awesome gift giver. Now, I say that in the backdrop of a pretty difficult week. I'm in my car on Friday, and I just cannot believe what I'm hearing. Another shooting in another school, Santa Fe, Texas, down in Houston. 
Ten killed, it says on the radio. Many more injured. And man, I, I got a feeling that, that your thoughts are a lot like mine when you hear stuff like that. God, how many more teenage kids are walking around in this country thinking about shooting up a school? And, and, and I'm a dad. And I'm a granddad. And, and, and how do you process this? How do you move on with life realizing that your child was shot at their school and killed? Or a teacher? Or an administrator? It, it, it just makes your heart so heavy and you're just, you just find yourself saying, Lord, help us find some way to fix this brokenness in our world. And then, and then I get out of my car and I come into the office. This is in the afternoon. And, and somebody said, hey, did you hear about the plane crash in Cuba carrying 10 Nazarene pastors and their wives? They've been on a retreat like Annette and I go on every year, like a, a minister mates retreat. And they had flown over from one part of Cuba to the other. And they were leaving Havana to go back home. And they had been singing in this transport bus together and singing praises and praying together in the bus, someone said. And they got on the plane and the plane got into the air and crashed. And I think about the, stu- the, 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 the children rather, those pastors. And I think about the congregations of those pastors. It's the story that you find in James. The book of James that we're studying right now. When hard times come, That's when we are most tempted to question what we really believe about God. See, life is hard. God is good. But it's in those hard times that we are most tempted to really question is what I have been raised to believe about God really true. And James understood that with this group of people that he's writing to who have had to run for their lives living as refugees in poverty in fear now of persecution and he realizes that in that moment that they're the most tempted to ask themselves what i've been taught about god is it really true and what do i really believe about him so let me take you to those next three verses that we're looking at in chapter one okay verses 16 17 and 18 so I have a friend who is a preacher, and, uh, and he was preaching from this passage one day, and he was reading these words, and, and he reads this out loud. So don't be mizzled. <laughs> and he says, as soon as I said mizzled, I thought mizzled is not a word. And so he backs up and he says it correctly. So don't be misled. My dear brothers and sisters, don't get confused. About what? About God. About what He's like. About His character. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens, the sun, the stars, the moon. And why does He go there? He uses this awesome comparison. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow like the stars do 
And I love this. Talk about gifts. You want to talk about a gift? Let's talk about this gift. He chose to give because He is a giver. He is very generous. He chose to give birth to us by giving us His true Word. You see a lot of John's Gospel in this, don't you? Word and light, and the Word becomes flesh, and the Word dwells among us. And we, out of all creation, became His prized possession. So, when somebody says to me, Hey, Pastor Rick, God, God gave me cancer so that I would turn to Him. Or God gave my brother cancer so he would finally surrender his life to Him. Or God, God took this child out of this world because, because God, God knew that His Father needed to be humbled and that would bring His Father to Jesus. Or God, God took this young boy out of the world, the young girl out of the world because He needed an angel in heaven worse than we need him here. Or God and I, we have a deal... And we made this deal, and this kind of stuff was not supposed to happen because God and I made a deal. Number one, I don't want any part of their God. You can have Him. If that's God, I want nothing to do with God. You can just, you can have God. But that's not the God that we read about in Scripture. But when people make those statements, what it does is it tells me a great deal about what they believe about God. And, and you're not going to get out of the door today. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to deal with this today. You're going to have to think hard about what you believe about God. So you know one of my favorite classics is A.W. Tozer. He only lived about 65, 6 years. Died in 1963. He was in the Missionary Christian Alliance Church. A.W. Tozer has a great word for us. And here's what he says. He says, the child... The philosopher and the religious religionist all have one question. What is God like? The child, the philosopher, and the religionist, they only have one question. Everybody has the same question. We're all dealing with the same deal, okay? Burning deep within our hearts, the question that keeps us up at night. What is God like? It was the question the disciples asked Jesus. We just want to know what the Father's like. Show us the Father. I, I remember as a, as a college kid laying in my dorm room at night trying to figure out the answer to this question. What is God all about? What's He like? So I don't know if you're a, a note-taker, but I would challenge you to get a pen, paper, and write down my favorite Tozer quote ever. Okay, and this is it right here. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. In other words, what you believe about God is the most important thing about you. And this is where James is with these earlier followers. I know you're going through a tough time. And you're being tempted to question what you believe about God. But what comes to your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. 
There, there are going to be lots of young people in this next service. These rows are going to be filled with graduating seniors. And they've got all of the future in front of them. But the most important thing about them is what comes to their mind when they think about God. What they truly believe about God. Now, Tozer had a conviction. And his conviction was that in his era, and I would say how much worse now in these last few years, that people had lost their awe and wonder of the holiness of God. And, and somehow, when God becomes less in your mind, it's a dangerous place to live. He says it will rot every religion. And if you don't believe that, he says, look at the nation of Israel or look at the church today. I think for many of us, we may not really ever know what we do believe about God until we've gone through those very, very, very difficult times. It, it's at that point when life gets really hard, when everything that we stand on begins to shake. For many of us, it's only in those moments that we really do begin to own our own faith and really come to grips with who we believe God is and what we believe that God is like. So you might, you might ask, well, if, you know, God is good and, and He's the giver of all, you know, good things, what's, what's the opposite of that? Well, well, here was the opposite in James' world. And, and it was this idea of chance or fate. I don't know that it's so different today. And, and the competing belief in the world that James is living in is that, is that life is a roll of the dice. If something good happens to you, it's just because something good happened to you. If something bad happens, it's just because something bad happened. And there was this overwhelming idea that no one's eye is on the sparrow. And nobody is watching over you. And so what James is doing is combating that idea. And he is reminding you that God is good. And every good thing in your life is from the hand of God. And while he knows that there is pain and there is suffering, that God is with you in the midst of your pain and your suffering. And you don't walk alone. He will walk beside you. So, there's a terrible ringing, and I don't know, is it the sound system? If it's somebody sitting there, you help them with that, okay? So, that'd be great. Let me, let me get your attention back here, okay? Um, I, uh, I brought a prop with me, and um, so I like doing this kind of thing, but uh, I've got uh, some M&Ms here. You, have you ever read a package of M&Ms? You know what it says on M&Ms? It says, milk chocolate. 
And then it says made with real milk chocolate. And then it says chocolate candies. That's the only description on M&M's. It kind of gives you the impression there might be chocolate inside this thing. You know what I mean? And so I love M&M's. And uh, I know I talk about food way too often in my sermons because people say, wow, how are you not just extremely obese? Because you talk about food constantly in your sermons. But I do talk about food a lot. And, uh, and, and they actually call this, do you know what they call this actual packaging here? Do you know what they call this size of M&M's? Do you know? Fun size. That's right. Fun size. And I suppose that's okay. Um, but I think it kind of depends on how much fun you're wanting to have. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, that does not look like a whole lot of fun. To me, that looks like a little bit of fun. So, um, so here, but that's, that's it. They call it the fun size. And, and uh, my, my, you know, friend Jim Fitzgerald, who is the chairman of the Department of Religion and at Southern Nazarene University would say, this is, this is kind of like the size we serve communion with. He thinks we ought to give a lot more for communion. But I think that's kind of like the communion size of M&M's. You know, it's just, you barely taste that kind of thing. So I think when you, uh, I think when you, when you sit on the front row at Bethany First Church, you just ought to be given lots of, uh, lots of good love and gifts and that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, so there we go. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, if I think about a fun size, see, to me, that's a fun size. <laughs> see, I think there's a whole lot of fun to be had in there. Yeah. Can, can you, in the back there, wave and throw it to us? No, you sit on the front row if you want. So, um, can you imagine coming home for dinner and Annette's cooked and I'm just kind of picking up my food and she says... Well, you don't seem very hungry. Did you snack a lot this afternoon? And your response is, all I had was a bag of M&M's. I think this is where James is living. See, God is good and He is generous with gifts. And He's not passing these out. No, no, no. God is passing this kind of stuff out, okay? That, that, That everything you have in your life, He says every everything that is good whatever is good and if i said to you this morning okay take your worship folder turn it over to that note section and just start writing down everything that's good in your life that is a gift from god you'd be raising your hands saying we're gonna have to have more paper you got to give us a legal pad or something because we've got a lot to write because god is a god of generosity and his goodness just keeps coming and coming and coming and there's just lots of it and it just doesn't end god is just good And He's generous. This is the character of God. So don't be mizzled. Don't don't be deceived by the narrative of the world or by the fact that times got hard. And understand truly the character of God as defined in His Word to us. See, that's the to-do of the sermon. It's to reset. It's to go back to truth. And and here's here's what we are told. Whatever is good is a gift coming down to us from God our Father. And listen to this. 
He never changes. He uses this analogy of these stars and sun, heavenly lights, moon. They're they're casting different shadows at different times, right? Today it's cloudy, tomorrow it's sunny. Right now the days are long and the winter they'll be short. Sometimes it's a quarter moon, sometimes it's a half moon, sometimes it's a full moon. They're always changing. Not God. He casts the same shadow all the time. It's called light. (laughs) He never changes. In fact, in the book of Malachi, you find these words, I am the Lord, and I do not change. And what is said about me here is still the truth. Nothing has changed. And so, God doesn't have mood swings. And God doesn't get his feelings hurt and pout. I, uh, I was looking on my Facebook feed this week, and I, and I saw a, a post by a guy that I haven't talked to for a while, uh, been in touch with. Earlier on when I moved, we stayed in touch better, but you know how that changes. And, and, and his name is Marty. And he writes, here's what he writes on Facebook. So being a leader in Celebrate Recovery is very fulfilling. He says, but um, it's also very hard on your heart. I do remember my brother Lloyd, he said, saying to me, Marty, you can't save them all, but you can save some. And he says, we have to continue to get this message out that Jesus can change a person's life. And so I began to just remember the day that Lloyd called me and said, uh, hey, Pastor, it's Lloyd, you remember my brother Marty? And I said, oh, yeah, I remember Marty. Marty had had this kind of long-time struggle in life. There were drugs kind of always around and somewhat of a functional drug addict at seasons of his life, at other times not. And, and uh, he said he wants, he wants you and he wants me and he wants Paul, his other brother-in-law, to come and see him. And, and he said, I know you're busy. And he's at this rehab, kind of a halfway house, you know, and he's living there. And he says he's got to talk to us. And I told him that you were busy, but he, he will not let up. He keeps saying, I want you to come and I want Paul to come and I want Pastor Rick to come. You've got to bring Pastor Rick. And Marty really had only attended our church once or twice, maybe, in all those years prior to. And, and so I said, no, it's, it's fine. I'll go. We'll, we'll go down and see Marty. And so we get in the car together. We go down to see Marty. And I'm just going to tell you, it was tough. Marty had lost, I think, about everything in his life. It was just kind of all gone. I remember just feeling sorry for where the enemy had taken him. The enemy didn't want to hurt Marty. He wanted to destroy Marty. And Marty is all wound up. I mean, he is just full of 
going and talking, and Jesus is coming to my heart, and I never understood it till now, but I'm telling you what, Jesus has changed me, and I'm not the same, and I'll never be the same again, and I wanted you here, Pastor, because I'm going to need a pastor, and my life is different, and it's awesome, and I'm going to follow Jesus, and I'm going to do His will, and just on and on and on and on. We patted Marty on the back. We celebrated with him. We prayed with him. We left. It wasn't long. It seemed like time was flying and Marty is out of the halfway house. He's back at working at a job and he's at church every Sunday and every time a door is open at church. And he's volunteering for everything. And I remember thinking to myself, you know what? Jesus did change that guy's heart. You know, Marty is different. I'm telling you, this is 10 years later. And Marty is still walking with Jesus and he's living a drug-free life. And he's helping others as a leader and celebrate recovery find the same life transformation that he found. So, so what's that all about? Well, we got this God. And this God is good and he is generous and he gives gifts. I mean, he is a giver. He has... The gift of giving. In fact, every good thing in my life is a gift that has come down from God my Father. And if you want to talk about gifts, let me talk to you about Marty. Because here's what James reminds us of. He chose to give birth. It's like this new birth. It's like being born again. It's like this new life. He chose to give birth to us by giving us His true word. And we, out of all creation, became His prized possession. Man. Do you understand what kind of a giver this is? I mean, He will give you life. And I love, I love this language. It's like this is a generous God who speaks new things into being. And He speaks into being this new family through the living Word of Jesus. And now James and his friends are these early believers. They're the first fruits, right? They're, they're the first believers. But there will one day, and that is today, be billions of people in this family of God. A part of this kingdom of God. Wow. So what do you believe about? Because what comes to your mind when you think of God is the most important thing about you. And James is spending his energy correcting. This is what God is like. This is the truth about God. So could we do this? Would you be willing to... Well, you don't have to close your eyes, but might be helpful if you closed your eyes. Would you want to pray? Would you want to think? Would you just want to be with the Lord for a few minutes? And would you just take a moment to, to think about what you believe about God? Would you just talk to Him? Would you just say, Lord, search me? Have I somehow allowed the influences of this world or challenging times, hard times, affect what I believe about you, God.
take a moment and be honest with the Lord. Just think, just pray. It might for you be a time of confession, Lord. Forgive me. It might be a time of affirmation, Lord, I believe. Let me, let me talk to some others here for a moment. If you listen to Marty's story, and you read this verse, He gives a new birth. And if you need to be born again, you need a new life. You say, Rick, there is sin in my life. I want to be forgiven. I want to know Jesus. I want this new birth. I want this new life that He is promising, that He is offering me. Just, just pray these words with me. You, you, you can pray them right where you are, right, right now, in your own thoughts, in your own mind, in your, your own words even. But it would be something like this. Father, I want the gift of a new birth. I want to be forgiven of my sins. I'm asking you to change me. Make me this new person. Give me a new heart. I will follow you, Jesus. I desire, God, your love. I want to be part of this family that you've created. And if you've prayed that prayer with me this morning, or you want to talk to someone more about praying that prayer, I want you to write a note on a card and uh, hand it to me, or go to a pastor today before you leave and, and come to me if you don't know other pastors. I'll be, I'll be in the foyer when you leave. And just come and just say, hey, I prayed the prayer. Or I want to pray the prayer with someone. Or I want to talk more about it. Or here's my number. I want to help you enter in that relationship with Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your presence with us today and for your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene. Visit us online at bethanynaz.org.